Welcome to the Brunch and Slay podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration. Well, we remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm your host, Amira Sane, founder of Brunch and Slay, a lifestyle brand created to inspire women to live their best life every day. Welcome back to the Brunch and Slay podcast. It's me, Amira, and this week you are in for a treat. I know a lot of you guys follow and thankfully follow and subscribe and know a lot about Brunch and Slay. And this week we have Miss Misha Granada, who is an author, who is a certified relationship counselor, who you definitely have seen her videos on brunchandslay.com, on our YouTube channel, on our Instagram, on our Facebook. She's the lady who talks about and gives you advice on how to tell your parents to stay in their lane, uh, advice on dating, on communication, and on friendship. So today, I am happy to have Misha on. Hi, Misha. Hi, Amira. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I'm so happy that you're here and we can chat today and everybody can feel some of your magic that I felt so long ago. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. Oh, yeah, you're so welcome. So can, let's just dive right in and you tell everybody a little bit about your backstory. I do not want to offend you by not highlighting you properly. <laughs> um, yeah, so my background is in psychology, specifically community psychology and also public health, behavioral health. And Amira, as long as I can remember, I've always been interested in human behavior. Why do we do what we do or why don't we do some things? And that's really what led me down the path of psychology. Um, I read case studies like other people read novels. I love the mind and behavior. So that's what led me there. And also, um, what else do I want to share? I'm a Fulbright fellow, which is a big deal. (laughs) It's a super super (laughs) big deal. And it's so funny because it's just half and half. You have some people who know what Fulbright is and they're like, ooh. And then other people who don't, they're like, eh. (laughs) Such is life, right? (laughs) Such is life. But yes, yes. So that, that is what led me to doing what I do now. Um, right. And you are a what FAMU graduate? I am Florida A&M University. Go Rattlers. And yes. then also Prairie View A&M University. Go Panthers. So, All yes, right. Well, I know we have a, a lot of folks who listen, who, who are graduates from both universities. So I think that's cool. I like to definitely shout, shout out you guys. Um, yes. So one of the things I want to talk about now, mind you guys, it's not every day we have a therapist on the show. So I definitely want to make sure we cover a few topics and Misha can always come back for sure. We can definitely keep the questions coming. But the first thing I want to talk about is, you know, we've kind of touched on it before with communication one-on-one. Yes. But I want to talk about why it's so difficult and for so many people to just say when they're offended or say when they feel like you wronged them or just even vocalize that they're uncomfortable about anything, especially in light of so much that's going on today. Sure. Um, I just want to touch on that a little bit and maybe get some advice on how to handle those situations. Well, I think, you know, one of the things that I always recommend to people first is to ask, ask themselves whenever they feel something, 
whenever they feel something within is, do I think this person's intentionally trying to hurt me? Because a lot of times, as you said, in our communication, it is miscommunication. And, and really with all of us just running through life and all of the life experiences we've had, we have all of these experiences that may have caused emotional wounds within and unbeknownst to the other person, they don't know that they push that button. And so oftentimes, I would say 75 to 80% of the time, that's what happened. You know, the person does not know that they hurt your feelings or something like that. So that's one. Um, as far as people not wanting to tell the other person, hey, I feel offended. Again, it goes back to communication. It, it is an art. And a lot of times people end up having this narrative in their head and they're going down the rabbit hole and, and, and all of this. And, and so, yeah, I think the first thing to ask yourself is, do I think this person intentionally is trying to hurt me? And that's the first question. Um, and then from there, if you say no, then you know that there's miscommunication and ask different questions. You can continue to ask questions. Hey, when you said X, I interpreted it as Y. Is that what you, mean, what you meant? And then from there, you guys can have a dialogue. If you think that this person is intentionally trying to hurt you, then the question comes back to you is why are you interfacing with someone that you think is intentionally trying to hurt you? And I think another thing is to understand, usually when our feelings are hurt, that's a great blinking sign for you to go within to identify why am I feeling this way because of this. And oftentimes, if we follow that route far enough, we will end up at an emotional wound that we acquire. There's no telling when. And then that's a beautiful space to start to heal that particular wound. Okay, so question right there. How on earth do you go back? Are there exercises that you can do to discover where this, you know, deep down pain is from or this deep down angst? What practices do you recommend? So, of course, I'm always going to say a therapist. <laughs> and, and you well, know yeah. <laughs> one, one thing that I want to want our listeners to know is that we go to experts for everything else. You go to someone to blow out your hair. You go to a mechanic. You go to a caterer for your event. You get photographers. Everything else in your air in your life, you have no problem going to an expert. But something that is so significant as your emotional health and well-being, we want to uh, do it ourselves. Let me. Wh what can I do? And I think that the best way to save time, energy, resources is to go to an expert. That this is what they do, and they can give you the tools to help you navigate. And once they identify what that is, of course, there's great things that will support what your therapist is recommending. Meditation is, is key. Journaling is huge. And a lot of people may turn their nose up to journaling, but there's something magical that happens when we write and we continue to write that information just starts to flow from there as well. But I mean, for me, Amira, the truth is there is no shortcut. I mean, the therapist is, is the gold standard in oh. identifying those roots. Those were two great nuggets right there. Number one, I love that you said we seek a professional for everything else. That's so true. We are forever trying to take a shortcut. It's not even just about time. It's number one. Most people don't want to be vulnerable, especially yeah. with a quote unquote stranger. Yeah. I think uh, it, it takes wanting to change mm -hmm. and realizing that we all know this. If it keeps happening, it's probably you, not the other people. Everybody, yeah. every friend in your circle is not crazy. Nope. <laughs> nope. 
all the men aren't trash. All yes. the women aren't trash. <laughs> no, you are the common denominator in all of your relationships. Yes. So number one, real go to a professional yeah. and do the work. And there are no shortcuts. That what right there. That was a good one too because I'm literally right here asking for a shortcut. Okay, what can we do? What are the signs? What can we figure out? <laughs> Tell us how to do this on our ride to work. <laughs> yes, yes. But you know what, Amira? I think that's what happens. You know, we live in this era of technology, and I think that it's this double-edged sword. You know, we have things that are super fast. We can get everything super fast, pictures immediately. We can have food delivered to our house. We can do everything. But there's there are some things that there aren't any shortcuts. It is the slow boogie, <laughs> the, vintage, <laughs> the vintage art of doing your work. You can't fast track it. Okay. But you got to start. You have to start. You have to start. Yeah. Okay. So now this topic I really wanted to touch on because the holidays are coming. Well, we just left the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one for, for sure I want to touch on because I've had a lot of friends who are close to me lose parents lately and lose loved ones. And we're at that age where these things are happening a little bit more often. Mm-hmm. And I know uh, as a supporting friend or as a person who's trying to support a loved one, I don't always know how to communicate that I'm here for you or just be an ear, whatever they need. There's no guidebook to helping someone grieve. You know, is it too much attention? Is it too little attention? Um, You know, how to go about that. And with the holidays coming up and Valentine's Day coming, I know a lot of people who don't have relationships tend to get very sad and depression around this time, especially coming right off of, you know, New Year's and Christmas and Thanksgiving. So I, I wanted to know if you could give me or give us some ideas on some healthy ways to support friends who are going through loss um, or relationship loss. And I say that to say your parents, friends, loved ones, you know, whether it was a loving relationship or romantic or a parent is still a loss. So how can we support those people in our lives who we love, who are experiencing something like this? Great question. And, and this goes back to being present and cultivating the relationships in your life. Because like you said, hey, I don't know, um, you can ask your friend, what do you need in those type of things. But sometimes I think the best thing, since you know your friends, is just to show up. Whether that is, hey, I, I would like to take you to dinner or let's go to A or whatever the case is, you know your friends. And each friend, it's not a one size that fits all. You know, you have some friends that they're going to want their space. And so it may be something as simple as you send flowers to them or you send a card to them or you send a voice message to them, letting them know how much you love them and adore them. And you may give a, a, a top five list of why they're amazing or how strong they are that they're going to be able to get over or, you know, make it through this season. Another friend may be, you know that you're going to have to show up at her house, pick out something for her to wear, and really uh, cheerlead her on, cheerlead her on from the sideline as she gets dressed, and really get her moving. So again, it's it's tailoring your approach to your relationship. It's not going to be the same for every person, and that goes back again to there is no quick fix. You know your friend better than than I do. You know, so really tailoring your approach to what that friend needs. And it looks different for each one. No, I love that. I mean, those are things I hadn't thought of. I'm one of those people emotional things make me extremely awkward like i try my best i obviously i'll definitely show up it's that follow-up afterwards i am because i'm one of those people when something's over i don't necessarily want to dwell in it 
I don't like for people to keep asking me, like, you might have saw me crying, which people never do. But if you are in a room with me and you see me crying in that moment and I lean on you, two weeks from now, I don't want you asking me, are you still crying, girl? (laughs) I want to, like, pretend it never happened. Let's move on. Or not even necessarily pretend it never happened. I just want to move on from it. So for me, because that's how I deal with it, Mm -hmm. I know it's extremely challenging for me to related but i love the 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 pointers that you gave like five top reasons that's something i could definitely do for the people i love and, and i love how you brought that up amira that you said hey for me when i'm in an emotional space i'm in that in that space that after it's over i don't want to be i don't want it to be brought up and there's nothing wrong with that and i think that you may have friends who feel that same way so even when you invite them out or get together as you said you don't have to hey uh, are you still sad? Are you still under the bed? <laughs> are you still in your pajamas all day eating ice cream? Like, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know, so, but what you can do is I'm just here to celebrate you and not even bring it up, but by sharing a space with someone, holding a space with someone, giving them that love energy. If they want to speak about it, you're right there. If not, if they want to focus on the party or, or the shopping or whatever you guys are doing, having conversation about other things, you meet them there as well. Allow them to take the lead. But what you did is extend the invite and actually created a space for you two or how many other to connect. That's great advice, Misha. I mean, I love that. I'm going to definitely put that in the show notes, those bullet points, because we all are there. Um, and in every situation, because a lot of times we don't understand, especially when it comes to friends and relationships, especially when you're not hurt. Sure. It's a lot of times once your heart heals, um, it's really easy to forget how much it hurts and how difficult it is because it takes time. That's one of those things you can't just rush healing a broken heart or sad feelings. It just takes time. And we tend to forget that because life does go on around us. And a lot of times, especially if you have friends who are a little extra like me, <laughs> You might feel like, why is she still talking about this or whatever the case, but you can do things that have nothing to do with that. And I love that. So yeah, that's great advice, Misha. So what are some things now this, I definitely know you are the master at Misha's social calendar stays full to capacity. Okay. She finds so many cool things. You can watch her timeline. You're like, what, what was that? When was this? And she'll send me, uh, events and tell me what's going on. Things I never know about. So she is my cultural person. I think that, (laughs) that you're definitely living that and well-rounded in that. What are some activities that people can do who are alone or single. I hate to use the word alone because there's nothing wrong with it. I love my me time. But what are some things you can do to keep your mind off of what's going on that's not right? Like what are some activities? Yeah, so one of the things that I recommend and love to do, whichever city I'm in, is follow their social calendar. Here in Houston, we have Culture Map. We have Live, what, 365. These calendars, they just list all sorts of activities from arts to music to food to entertainment to things like that. And I will literally just peruse the calendar and see if there's anything cool that I'm interested in. Many of them, I may go solo. I have some girlfriends who are always down to go to something or some guy friends, send the invite out to them and and go and explore these different spaces, which are great because then you meet other individuals, maybe learn something new, discover that, hey, I really like this. I didn't know it was something that I like. So that's something that's great to do. One of my actually big recommendations, because from there I've been introduced to a lot of different nice little spaces in the city that I didn't know existed until I went to this particular event or, yeah, event. 
All right. That's a great advice, um, especially in a new city. And Houston has so much going on. We're lucky here. This is such a easy, fun city with so many cultures and so many diverse groups of people who are into so many different things. Yeah. So there, on any given Sunday, you can find something for everybody. Or Tuesday or Wednesday. Right? Or Monday. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so uh, a little fun because I know I don't want to just grill you about, you know, your work and what yeah. you do. And I know you love your work, but I, I also want people to see what a great person and personality that you are. So quick question. Yeah. If you could counsel one celebrity uh, or maybe two or three, who would be the person who you want to get your hands on? <laughs> uh, and you know what? This is okay. So here's a little fun fact about me is that um, in my home by choice, I don't have a television. Um, I try to keep my, my home very tech free. You don't have what in your home? I'm sorry. Can a you television. Okay. And so, um, so as a result, I don't follow a lot of like popular media stuff. However, <laughs> I would say, and, and I'm just throwing this out there because I don't even know the status of it, but I would say Mary J. Blige. I love, love, love Mary. And I know at one time she was going um, through a divorce and it was very painful for her. I did see a interview she did on a, a radio talk show thing. And um, you could tell that she's super sad. And um, I would love to, to have the opportunity to, to give their counsel her to let her know. Because again, it's this thing of changing your perspective. I think once we change our perspective and understand that everyone who comes into our life, like there's a reason for that. When we start to think about the billion, trillion people in the world and how we cross paths when we do with people is very significant. And when those, when those spaces are over, they're over. And um, I would love to have that opportunity for her to identify the, identify whatever her patterns were, identify the lessons that she learned, maybe some of the lessons that she taught, and how she will proceed from that point on. You know, how did she grow? What is, what is her next space looking like? Like, what does she know? Like, okay, I need these, I desire these qualities, characteristics in a new significant other. These are other ones that I don't want because I learned from this particular space. So I would say very good life. I think she's dope. I love her. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love Mary. And just to update you on what I've seen in my okay, timeline. <laughs> Mary know. got a walk on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Okay. She got a star. I, I walked. That. Not a walk. Okay. She got a star. It was her birthday last week. Nice. And she got a star on her birthday. So shout out to Mary J. Blige, Yay. MJB. I know this next album that she releases is going to be fire because yes. from pain comes beautiful things. Yes. So I know she's going to kill it. It's going to be like circa 1992, Mary, what's the 411? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So uh, we, are, we are rooting for you, Mary, by the way. But on another note, when you mentioned Mary, I thought about this question. Mm -hmm. And I know you are not, you don't have a crystal ball, but... Lately, it has become a topic that is so out there about men's behavior and cheating and infidelities and sexual advances and so many different things. And I'll be honest with you. It's not that I didn't know that we are sexual beings and that men, you know, I mean, I don't I don't perceive that men have more urges than women because I think we're, we all have them. I just think our actions are different. 
But this reality of all these folks coming out of the woodworks and all these things that we've seen really has made me question, okay, are all men like this? Not necessarily that they are towing the line and being disrespectful to women, but is it really harder for them to control themselves? Like, I'm really wondering that at this point. Like, is this just like, is it because we haven't said anything that they think it's okay? Or is it truly a stronger urge for them to control? Yeah, so, no, I don't think... Speak up a little bit, Misha. I can't... Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Can you hear me? Is it better? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just get a little closer to the mic. Okay. Um, no, I wouldn't say that it's harder for men to control urges um, compared to women. I think what happens is it's the difference the way that men and women are socialized in any given society. So even if we look at from childhood, um, a little boy, let's say he's in kindergarten, the, the conversations, how many girlfriends do you have, you know, and just this, this supporting of kind of like this pimp like, <laughs> this pimp like culture that even at five, you're supposed to have numerous girlfriends, but then little girls is this chastity thing. Like, no, you can't have a boyfriend until you're 30. And so there's this mm -hmm. disconnect with the way that boys and girls are socialized in any given um, society. And I think from that, it just continues to manifest at higher levels because we, I mean, even if we see these sayings, boys will be boys. And yes, just, my, I hate that one. <laughs> exactly. And just excusing poor behavior, excusing disrespectful behavior because of um, gender or sex. And so I think as a society, at a society level, and of course it always comes down to parents, how are parents um, raising their children, both their boys' children and their girl children. And I think it's interesting I was speaking to a colleague and she was speaking about her childhood. She has a brother and she was saying that, you know, her brother could, they were, uh, I think she's actually older than him. Um, but the brother could stay at home by, by himself, but she had to have a sitter or stay at a sitter. The brother could have friends over, but she couldn't. The brother could stay out late, but she couldn't. And it's this, this double standard of, uh, you know, boys, can do what they want to do and girls somehow it's not safe because boys are able to do what they need to do or they can do. And so I think it's a very complex, multi-layered um, issue that's going on. But then when we become adults, you're responsible for your own behavior. So yes, society may operate a certain way. You may have grew up a certain way in childhood, but now as an adult, you are responsible for your behavior. And, and there's no excuses of that, you know, um, but I do think it's, it's definitely a problem. a problem. Oh, no, I agree. And I, and I just want to publicly say, ladies, stop doing that to your children. Stop saying he's a boy. It's different. He boys pre impregnate women. You know, that's how it happens. It's not one person. So that's always a huge thing. Well, we don't have to worry about him. Yeah, you do. Because your son could be out there telling some little girl he loves or knowing he's lying, <laughs> taking advantage and, and or even saying, you know, it's different for girls. It's not different. Yeah. Girls are just as powerful, just as vulnerable. And things happen to guys all the time. And, and that goes both ways, meaning don't make it harsh or hard for guys to say when something happens because we make them feel like they have to be so tough. They don't even want to vocalize their pain. You know, so, you know, that's a whole nother story and a whole nother show. But I really hope that the people who are bringing these young babies in this world now, like, I don't want my daughter in the classroom with boys who think it's okay to just be boys. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then it's this thing of respect of person, right? So just even the basic thing, 
that you do not have your right to put your hands on someone. Like, whether it's man to man, woman to woman, woman to man, whatever the, the um, mixture is, you do not have that right without someone's consent, period. That's it. <laughs> that is it. There's nothing, right. there's no caveat to that. It's not no. because I'm powerful. It's not because I'm the CEO. It's not because I'm in this tax bracket. It's because, no, period. That's right. Point blank, period. Yeah. And back to our beloved MJB. Yes. Misha, what is your current theme song of life? Like, what's kill, What's getting you in that zone every day? Or what, what are you listening to? Well, you know what? So my music selection is extensive. <laughs> it's extensive. I can go from compa or Afro beats to ASAP Rocky to Big Crit to Screwed and Chops because we are in Texas and Houston. Um, so I would say today there's this Afrobeats artist, this Nigerian artist named Praise, and he has a song, Me and You, and it's just him singing his adoration to uh, the woman that he loves. And of course, you know, I love that. And, and, and what I love about it is I love men in a space being vulnerable. You know, oh, yeah. enough of this yeah. pimping and I got all the hoes and all, <laughs> all that stuff. Really? Are they saying they have all the hoes? They they're saying they have all the hoes. And I'm just like, are they hoes? Really? Is that what we have? Okay. So, but, um, but I love that. I love when men unapologetically love their woman. And, you know, I mean, he wrote a song about it. Um, but I love that. So that's, that's one of my favorites at the moment. Oh, I love that too. I, I, there is something about when a man is vulnerable and he puts himself out there. It's just like, there's nothing like it. There really now, what is. about you, Amira? You know, there's a, a couple of them. Okay. Right now, like yesterday, I'm still loving 444. Okay. Jay-Z. Like, I worked so all day yesterday and I listened to that whole CD in my, in my headphones most of the time. Great vulnerability, man vulnerability. Oh, it, yeah. yeah, exactly. I think yeah, that's one of his, one of his better bodies of work. Yeah. Um, that whole CD, or, or I don't even, it's not even CD, digital album, mm-hmm. <laughs> that whatever we're calling them these days, sure. I can listen to that. And I'm really loving Miguel's new, uh, digital album. Okay. He's another one of my favorites because he's definitely, again, so definitely I must have some issues cause I'm loving these men being vulnerable. <laughs> No, it's not issues. That that is healthy balance. Yes, you want emotionally mature men. Yes, there's nothing wrong with that. No. Okay. Yes. Go ahead. Yes. No, but that that's what I'm loving. I, it's more for me, like it's the zone. I'm probably gonna sure. have to start asking people what music puts you in the zone, but yeah. definitely Jay Z's put me in the zone because it's almost like, especially with being a small business or, or entrepreneur, yeah. you got to realize you got to hustle and we got to work together. And sure. that right there just does something for me, which is why I'm loving us being able to have these kind of conversations and people being introducing you to this audience on a grander scale, which by the way, before I forget, I do want to tell folks that not only is Misha a relationship therapist, but she makes house calls. So no excuses, people. If you're hurting, if you're needing help, she's just a email away and you guys can figure it out. And she's definitely a person who I think if we weren't friends at this point, I probably would definitely be able to (laughs) cross that line. She's the kind of person I would want to be my counselor. Um, because I know she knows her stuff. I know she's going to be thorough with it. I know she's going to be professional. I know she's going to give me the right answer, the right advice to guide me to where I need to be. So Thanks, bud. you're welcome, bud. <laughs> <laughs> so who is the, your inspiration, Misha? Like when it comes to 
this realm you're in because you're so like just like you just describe your music that you listen to i would say that's who you are you're, that's your personality that doesn't yeah. surprise me just like i saw you posting about getting a grill yes. uh, that didn't surprise to, me either. i can't wait till it comes in <laughs> my bottom grill oh, i can't wait <laughs> well you can't live here and not have a grill you need something for when beyonce comes to town exactly. with hers you need to pull yours out so exactly. come on <laughs> yes yes but yeah, I mean, who is your inspiration right now? Who are you, who's like that person lighting you up? You know what? So, and, and I like this question, right? So it makes me reflect. So of course, Lady O. I mean, there's so many of us that love Oprah. Um, and, and why I say that, I love her philanthropic arm. Like when she developed the, the Academy and Africa, um, I love that as far as empowering girls through education and mentorship. Love that because that is one of my, my heart spaces is, is young girls and working with them. Um, love Issa Rae. I love how she took the non-traditional route, YouTube, putting it up for free, doing um, Awkward Black Girl, and just how organically that grew. And now she's in a space in HBO and she's you know writing shows and all of that. And I yes. love how she has this saying that she says, um, instead of kind of reaching up or looking up, look across. But yeah, I broke that down. That's not how she said it. Yeah, but, but I yeah, but I love it too. I yeah, know exactly looking, what you're talking about. Looking at the people who are right next to you instead of oh my eyes on Lady O. There's nothing mm -hmm. wrong having your eyes on Lady O. But at the same time, there's a mirror with brunch and sleigh. You know, there's so many different people right here in our city who are doing phenomenal work that we can cross, you know, cross, what is that called, Amir? Cross what? Cross something. I guess <laughs> we, can we can say cross collaborate. I guess exactly. we'll make up something. Yeah. Cross collaborate. <laughs> and so um, I would say you, I mean, one thing that, and this is no fluff fluff because I'm on your podcast, <laughs> but um, one of the things that I admire about you when I went to my first Brunch and Slay event, I love how you've been able to create a space of inclusiveness and diversity. And, and especially in a city that's quote unquote, not your city, you know, you weren't like, I mean, Houston's home now, but how you're able to curate these events that bring like-minded women together. And that, that crosses race and age and sexual orientation and religious beliefs. And everybody's there because we support this brunch and slave movement and whatever event that you created for us to come together. So that that is a beautiful way to grow love is creating a space for other people to connect. So I love you do that so well. So Thank you, well. Misha. So, Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Well, what speaking of brunch and slay, yes. uh, what at, what area in your life are you currently slaying? Mm. You know what? So here's a little bit of vulnerability because you know that's what we're about here, Amira, yes. is that um, one place that I am, and it's a new sleigh or return to sleigh, is back to my physical health and wellness. So meaning that um, I'm a vegetarian and I've been for many, many years. And, but recently, I would say maybe in the last month or two, I've, uh, my diet changed a little bit. Increase with the cookies and the snacks. Increase <laughs> with the cheese and all of that. And so as a result, my my weight has gained a little bit and some blemishes on my skin. And so for me, 
in this Love Grows movement is becoming a connoisseur of you and being able to listen to your body. So my skin breaking out is saying, hey, what you're putting into it or what you're putting on it doesn't work for me, doesn't work for us. This is my skin talking. <laughs> doesn't yeah. work for us. So we need to do something different. And so for me, it's slaying in that putting my health on that level first. And so what that means is a 30-day detox, six times a week working out, no alcohol, no refined Woo! sugar, no bread, no I was pasta, with you until you said no, no cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, none of that to really come back to homeostasis, which is for me, um, you know, the clear skin and a, and a certain, and it's not really about the weight, the, um, what do you call it? The weight on the scale. It's not that, but it's, we all know that there's a space that we feel very comfortable. Like, you know what? This is my space in my body. I feel comfortable. I feel energetic. I feel all of that. And I think whenever we start to shift from that, that's a beautiful pointer. Like, hey, what's going on here? You know, sometimes it may be emotional. It may be physical. It may be, but what's going on here? Let's go within and, and see what needs to be addressed. So I am slaying in the health arena. Love it. So what's next for you, Misha? Next. So I have some great collaborations coming up with some artists here in Houston and um, looking at collaborations. That's a big thing for me for 2018, really doing this cross collaboration, as you said, Brunch and Slay is one of them, which I love, but really connecting with some other artists and uh, people who I love what they're doing and creating a space there as well. So that's what I'm working on. Love it. Keep me posted. Will do. So um, where can people follow you? So on social media, everything is, oh, okay, so on Instagram, it's lovegrows underscore Misha. That's the same for Twitter. Facebook is lovegrows. And um, the website is mishainggranado.com. And the website will send you to all the social media spaces as well. Yes, ma'am. And you can get her book there as well, guys. Yes. Yes, yes, so one-stop shop. And one -stop. I'm with you. I, I am in love with connecting with other women, as you know. Yeah. I truly believe that's my drug. That's that's like literally the, the space I'm supposed to be in. I know that for sure. It matters it not. So well, yeah, it is definitely your space. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I just get a high from it. There's nothing like seeing people walk in a room that no, don't know each other and leave smiling and giggling and laughing like they are old girlfriends. That just warms my heart because I know we're capable. And, I, and I'm just, the fact that people continue to say things about women being catty and all that, that's BS. We can be catty when we need to. We are lioness sure. protecting our cubs. Sure. So that's what sure. we're supposed to do. Absolutely. But uh, for them to believe that we are capable of connecting and working together and shining light on those who are killing it. I mean, how many other people do you know who are going to come give you and your boot therapy at your house? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and give you good, good therapy, keep you together, exactly. you know, keep you. <laughs> help you grow up, help you grow up. Absolutely. You know, but no, I can't thank you enough, Misha, for sharing uh, your wisdom and your personality with the Brunch and Slate Tribe today, guys. Make sure you follow Misha, support her on her platforms. And if you have more questions and like to know more, I would love to have her back and have another show. So just shoot me an email at info uh, If you are loving this show, be sure to subscribe. If you haven't subscribed or if you already have subscribed, make sure you share. Uh, you don't have to share every episode. I'm realistic. Just the ones that really make you giggle and tickle your bone or make you feel inspired. I love it if you post it to your Facebook or Instagram and make sure other folks 
folks know about it and make sure you review. That's the only way we're going to grow is that you guys put it out there that, hey, I'm like, I'm liking what these people are saying, what these ladies are talking about here. It's worth listening to. So I appreciate those of you who have done all those things. I can't thank you enough for your continued support uh, of Brunch and Slay on every platform in every capacity. You guys truly give me life. And I know people say that and they overuse it, but I mean it. Like you guys warm my heart in a way that you will never, ever know. Uh, so if you want to support the show and keep it commercial free, there's a link in the bio or a link in the show notes uh, where you can donate as little as $1 a month to help us keep the show commercial free. So uh, I appreciate you. I'm loving you guys. I'm wishing you the best that 20, 2018 has to offer. And until next time, I'm Amira and this is Brunch and Slay.